Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Hello. Welcome back, friends. We're excited for another podcast day. Yeah, this is 2023, people. This is a new year, new things, big things coming our way. So we're excited to kick off um, this episode and we won't waste any time. You know that we let our guests introduce themselves. So we're going to toss it on over to her and get started. Hi, everyone. My name is Jessica Stanick, and my husband, Ryan Stanick, plays for the Houston Astros. And right now we're chatting from our off-season house here in Tampa. And if you hear a child in the background, that's our daughter (laughs) is almost one and a half. Her name's Joelle, but we call her Joey or Jojo. So if you hear me mention her, that would be her. And we're excited to chat with you guys today. Yeah, we're so excited to have you on the pod. So let's back it up a little bit. Let's hear about how you met your husband and how this whole baseball journey began. Okay, so it's actually kind of a weird story at the beginning. So my husband had followed me on Instagram for a couple months before I even realized that he was following me, but it actually wasn't me who even realized it. My best friend, who was just my maid of honor in my wedding, her and her husband and her son are huge race fans. So she was on my Instagram one day and saw that Ryan had been liking some of my pictures and she clicked my followers and she was like, oh my gosh, you'll never guess who's following you. And I was like, who? And she's like, Ryan Stanek. And I was like, who is that? (laughs) He's a pitcher for the Rays. And I was like, okay. And she's like, well, Nolan really likes him. And that is her son. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, if Nolan likes him, I guess I'll follow him back. So I followed him. And then took him about a month and then he did the most, you know, now thing and just DM'd me and um, now we're married with a child. So here we are. (laughs) I love those stories. I love that so much. Yeah. And it's funny that you were like, I have no idea who that is. (laughs) It's just very like a humble, like, eh, I didn't know. I liked baseball. Like all my brothers grew up playing baseball. My dad was a really big race fan. So I grew up going to race games. So I kind of knew like the gist and I had been to a couple before, but I didn't realize who Ryan was. So it was kind of cool because it's all kind of full circle. I've been connected to the Rays for my whole life. Then I just started dating a race player. So it was kind of weird. Now, that's really neat. I I always want to back up because baseball is such an intense industry. We always love to talk to the baseball ladies because y'all have such a unique perspective on the lifestyle. And with that, when y'all started dating, I'm sure that the time commitment was really interesting at first because you're like, we can't just casually go out during the middle of the week. So what did that look like in the beginning? And were you a little shocked when you were like, wow, this is a lot more than what I thought? Yeah, the beginning was really weird for us. So when we started talking, he was home in Tampa and we had kind of chatted for a little while and he had asked me to kind of hang out like initially right off the bat. And I was just like, "Mm, I don't really feel comfortable with that yet. So we just kept on talking. Well, then he left and went on a two week road trip. So that gave us a lot of time to kind of chat a little bit more. And we had a date planned for that Sunday that he got back home and he texted me and was like, oh, I completely forgot my parents were coming into town. And I thought he was blowing me off. And uh, now that I 
am married to him, I know that he genuinely like just forgot his parents were coming into town. So he still encouraged me to like, no, like we should still do something. And so that first time that I actually met Ryan, I met his mom, his dad, his brother and his sister, all in this house that we're living in. And it was really strange. Because I was like, okay, yeah, let's just jump right in. <laughs> so that's always a really funny story. But then from that point on, we dated. And then in a trade deadline that same year, he actually ended up getting traded to the Marlins. So it went from dating where I was living like 30 minutes away from him to now he lives four plus hours away from me. And we're not serious enough to where I would go with him. So it was just that you know, to the end of season and he ended up making it to postseason. So it's kind of a little extended. So working out like when I was going to go to like see him was kind of weird because I was just like, this is so strange. Like you're usually it's, hey, can you get together for drinks this weekend? But now it's I have to plan a, a either a drive or a flight to go and be able to see this person that I've already spent so much time with. So it's a really weird dating process at first. And then now it's just Everywhere he goes, I end up going. So it's very, very different from what I'm used to. Oh my gosh. That story is so funny. I am just picturing what his parents and his family are thinking too. Cause like, I don't know if that's like a normal thing for him to invite no. like his first date to meet his family, but that's, that's wild. Parents at first, they were like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, yeah, you weren't supposed to know about this till way later. Cause we didn't tell them that night. He actually told them a couple months after. And I was like, you're supposed to tell them that after we've been together for like 10 years. And then it just comes up like one Christmas, like not right off the bat, Ryan, come on now. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So you guys have obviously moved around a lot. So you decided you guys were dating long distance. When did you decide to move in with him? And what was that initial process like? So I had an apartment with a roommate and our lease was up that next May. So we had been together for a year at that point, like doing long distance. And so when it came time for my, my lease was up, he just kind of talked to me and he was just like, you know, would you want to kind of move in? And at the same time, COVID was going on. So it was kind of like, okay, well, that works. And then they ended up having like a long period where they weren't playing baseball. So that was kind of a interesting transition from going to like, we really didn't see each other like too, too long for that many days in a row. So now we're like living together and there's not really any breaks in between. And then we also had like a roommate who plays for the Cardinals that was living with us at the time too. And his girlfriend that lives in Fort Myers would be over. So it was kind of like, all four of us like in the house together. So it wasn't like a traditional way to just kind of go into it for a baseball world. But like, it was kind of nice because it was a right off the bat. It was okay, this is how it's like to live with Ryan and kind of just worked. And then having the two of them here was fun because we had people to like play games with and like cook dinner with and everything. So it was a interesting time in the world, but I was thankful that COVID actually did happen. So I got some more time with Ryan, which you don't usually get in this kind of world. Yeah, I think it's interesting because even though it was not traditional, it was probably kind of neat to have those other people just to go through that experience with and become buddies, spend all that time together. And with that, so you're starting to go to games, you're like seeing how everything's working. And with that, we know that there is a lot of ladies in the stands and community um, that goes with the baseball world. So did you feel like you had to grow in the aspect of putting yourself out there and really being more outgoing in order to have a community? 
community because when you're probably in your hometown area or where you're living for work, it comes naturally. So we find that when you first get out there, um, it's kind of like putting yourself out there and really being vulnerable um, with that new group. So how did you feel during that whole process? So it was kind of weird with the raise. I was buying my own tickets. I never asked Ryan to leave me any tickets at all. So I was never like sitting in the family section for that short period of time. And then when he was with Miami, it was for the last part of the 2019 season. And so I had only gone to Miami once during that period. And I mean, I connected with some girls, but like definitely not the way that I did with the Astros. So going into the Astros, whenever we signed with them, it was kind of the first team that Ryan and I, you know, felt like, okay, this is a really big jump for us because we're going from, you know, the Marlins and the Rays that are, you know, they're, they're good teams, but then the Astros is just like, it's a big market team. So you're dealing with bigger names. You're dealing with, you know, a lot more known names getting paid. There are people getting paid a lot more. So going into that was a little intimidating for me, right? Because you have a lot of like vet wives that are there and it's difficult because I've always been outgoing, but you have to kind of be outgoing to a different type of crowd where you don't really know how you're going to be received. So that first year was a little challenging for me. I also was pregnant, so I wasn't always feeling my best. So I would sometimes just go to the games and relax and sit back. But then I was very surprised how much they tried to make us feel included. Any, any of the new girls or even the moms that were pregnant, like they threw us a baby shower for four of us. There were nine of us that were pregnant on the team. Oh my gosh. Year. Yeah, there was a lot. So there was two different baby showers, one towards the middle for all of the, for four girls, and then one towards the end for four girls. So, you know, I had these girls that like, I had never even really like met in person before buying me these really like nice things off of my registry. And I was just like, wow, like this is so nice of them. And then you kind of see like who your husband is friends with because the people that your husband is like, whoever they're close to, you're going to end up talking to that person's wife or significant other substantially. So it's just, it's weird because you're kind of thrown to the sharks, but then a lot, a lot of people are super understanding. So this is a really unique life. And I think it was really surprising that we all just kind of gelled together and kind of its own separate team with like moms and, you know, our kids grow up together. And I really love the Astros. Like they're the favorite organization that I've been involved with, but honestly, I feel like it'd be a really hard organization to beat because the girls, the teammates, staff, everybody is just awesome. So I speak very highly of them, but the girls, like we had multiple girls that were at our wedding. So I've created some really great friendships, which I'm very thankful for, especially with being a mom to have people to kind of lean on while the boys are on the road. Yeah, that's so cool, though, that you had so many like significant others going through pregnancy at the same time, like especially as your first kid, I can only imagine that, first of all, it's scary and different. And then you're in the baseball industry and going to all these games and trying to figure out like different things, you know, that are going to change for you. And then you have this like whole group of women that are going through the exact same thing with you. So I think that's really cool to get to experience that. And since you had your daughter, what has been the differences for you or what has been the differences for both of you, I guess, because I'm sure that's changed and rocked your world in so many ways. Uh, definitely a lot easier to pick a road trip to kind of just go on whenever you don't have another small person that you have to care for. 
And then like, even being pregnant, like, yeah, I didn't feel the greatest all the time, but like, still I'm only packing for me. I'm only having to go through security with just me. So last year was a huge wake up call with having, you know, a baby. We had her during postseason in 2021. And so that was weird because I couldn't go to the first two rounds of postseason because we all had to be vaccinated for COVID. And I wasn't at the time since I was pregnant. So that was weird because then I, I had stopped breastfeeding and I had had enough time to get the COVID vaccine so I could go to the World Series because I was just like, I don't want to miss this. And then now like this past season, she was a little bit older, but like with the like formula shortages and she, you know, I couldn't just pick up and go without having X amount of formula for her. And of course, like my daughter ended up taking like a had to be refrigerated. It's like liquid. And so I had to travel. They're like coffee creamer size containers. So I'd have to travel with like a whole separate suitcase of just her formula because it was impossible to find whenever we were on the road. So so many different things that you have to pack when you're, you have a baby and you're bringing them. And of course you want to bring them. It would be way easier to just call my mother-in-law and say, Hey, can you watch Joey again? But I wanted her to be able to experience all of those ballparks with me so she can check them off of her list too. So like she's one and a half and she's already been to like nine different ballparks. And I wanted her to have these experiences because it's way easier to do it with one than it will be to do with two or three or however many we, we end up having. So it's a huge learning curve, but like, I'm really interested to see how it'll be this season with her because now, you know, I can turn on like some of her favorite movies and she can eat snacks and I'm just like hopefully that'll be a lot easier than having to worry about a tiny little sleeping baby not crying on a night flight and making everyone around us angry (laughs) yeah and with traveling though how did what are some like tips and tricks because I am just I'm admiring you because I'm imagining carrying this little human through security and through all the chaos in the airport and every airport is unique in its own way with the different types of people security all the things so were you intimidated or were you like here we go we're just gonna make it happen so how did that feel it's a daunting thought at first because this little human relies on you for literally everything. And there was a huge learning curve to it. One of my biggest pieces of advice for any type of sports wife, if you're going to travel at all, figure out what hotel your team is going to be staying at and go ahead and give them a ring and say, hey, like I just needed to know if you had a pack and play or a crib because a lot of them do. And if you you know, ask them in enough time, then they can make sure that there's one reserved for you. And that takes a huge thing off of your long list of things that you have to remember to bring. And so we do that with our daughter. If we have to bring a pack and play, then of course we're going to do it. But that was one of the huge things that I found to be super beneficial. Also with our team, if I needed to, I could always send Ryan with like an extra suitcase of stuff if I could go without it. Because however many bags you can avoid taking is great because I literally have the stroller with her car seat like underneath it with two suitcases, a diaper bag, a blanket, a baby, like it's so many moving parts. So try to simplify it as much as you can. I've learned the hard way that a lot of hotels don't have like, you would think maybe they have like some type of dish soap where I can wash the bottles. They don't usually have that. So instead of door dashing a nine dollar thing of dawn just get a little like travel size bottle that you would put shampoo or conditioner in and bring it with you because you know you're going to need it 
um, sanitation like things. They have little portable bags that you can bring and all you need is like the water and then you can pop it in a microwave and most hotels will have a microwave. So when she was little, those things were awesome because I could just pack one or two of the bags and I think it's good for up to like 20 sanitations. So those are like my saving grace. The hardest part is the bath time. If they don't have a bath, then I would always shower with her and then Ryan would have to be right there and then take her away and then I'd actually have to shower. So it's definitely a learning curve. I would say for mamas with newborns, if it's your first and you're traveling, just know eventually you'll find your groove. But until then, it's going to feel really hard. But just know those experiences are going to be so cool to be able to like go back and remember like you got to take your baby to do this awesome thing and like to watch their dad live out their dream. Like Joey's got to go to the World Series two years in a row and were people looking at me like I was crazy because I had <laughs> a three week old at the World Series. Yeah, but like. The moms that get it, get it. Like, I'm going to bring her. Those are some good tips, mm -hmm. though, because I feel like a lot of the times people are just like, you just make it work. But I feel like those are actual, like, tangible tips that people can take. And especially when you have your first kid, I'm sure we're not there yet. But once we get there, that's going to be so overwhelming. So I feel like those are such good tips that actually, like, make it easier for you and not just, like, figure it out and things are going to be great. So because it's scary. And even traveling by myself sometimes, I'm like, and I've traveled a lot, but it's just – it's a lot. So having those like checklist items are really important. I want to talk about the World Series. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about, I don't think you're crazy. I would definitely have brought her. That is so cool. Tell us all the things. I want to hear every single detail. So World Series was really cool. But to before we go into World Series, like right before that happened, Ryan actually set a franchise record with the Astros for the lowest ERA and of all relievers in their history. And that was like a huge goal that like, we knew that it was a possibility, but we never really talked about it. Cause like baseball world is superstitious. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So that was really special to be able to have that moment. And like that game where they announced it, like I was super proud and everybody was like, clapping and it was it was really fulfilling because he worked his butt off that season but then to follow up with like the world series it was it was crazy like last year when we were in the world series against the braves I feel like it was super scary and everybody was just like oh my gosh like do you think we can win and then like with our team last year like we were like I was so confident in the guys so being able to go and experience all of the rounds it was just like you're so proud of not just your husband, but like of the team, because you know what each guy goes through to get to that point. And then all of the wives like to be able to be there with like our kids and like to have them cheer on their dads is like really special. I'm like getting choked up talking <laughs> about as that's like what the end goal is for yeah. these guys. That's what they've worked for since they were like in little league and Ryan's parents got to be there. And that was a really special moment for us and our family. And the fact that Joey was there and the year before that, we obviously got to get there. But then like this year was super cool because to have her be a part of it and like be able to play with confetti and like be with all of her friends. And then Ryan just, he was so, so happy. And then we went from there to like our wedding. So it was like a cool, like let's transition this party to our wedding. It's such a once in a lifetime experience, but I'm really glad that we got to do it with the Astros and the team that we had that year because I loved that team. 
I'm like getting chills. I know. I'm like, that's <laughs> like, so, oh, cool. so cool. I'm just like, oh, that just makes me so happy. This That seriously is what it is all about. Like that's, those moments are so once in a lifetime. That's just so cool. Oh. Yeah, and I know this may seem like a redundant question. So I just, I think for the audience, if they're not in the baseball world, I just, if you don't mind explaining to get to the World Series, to get to that final game, how many games are leading up to that? And when you are in those games, I just, I want you to talk about how you felt. Was it like you were on the edge of your seat every single time where you're like, oh, I'm feeling good about this one. So walk us through a little bit about that. Yeah, so 162 regular season games that bring you all the way to postseason. And that is a wild ride in itself because especially for moms, it's like your husband's gone for, you know, I think Ryan's gone for like 13 days at one point and it was just me and Joey. And that's super difficult to deal with. So you go through a whole entire season of that and then you go into postseason and then it is five games for the first round and then seven I think it's seven, seven games for second, and then seven games again for World Series. So going into those first two rounds of postseason, I was fairly confident. I mean, like, I knew what our team was capable of. I mean, heck, I had gone to, I don't even know how many games during the season. You just see, like, the talent that's on the team. Then it was the Phillies that we were playing, and gosh, there were some games where, like, you were on your seat, like Jordan hitting a walk off. Like we were just like, this is insane. Like, what are the odds of this? So going into game six, whenever we're, we're back at Minute Maid and we lost in the world series in game six to the Braves at home the year prior. And it was just kind of a different feeling walking into the game this year for game six, you know, it just, it was, it felt different. Like the confidence on the team was different. The guys just, knew what they were capable of and then all of us in the stands like it is electric like Minute Maid Park is unlike any other ballpark that I've ever been to I mean heck you come to a Wednesday night game with a random series like I don't know let's just say you're playing against Oakland or something like it still feels like postseason energy inside of Minute Maid like those fans are diehard fans and it's always incredible but World Series is just like an energy like no other and so they actually escorted us down at the bottom of the eighth, I believe, down to like the Diamond Club entrance before the boys won. And they're, all of our families just packed down there. Like, it's hot. We're all like sardines in there. Like, we're all sweating. Like, we are trying to breathe. And we look at the TV that's like directly in front of us. And when we saw that we won, like, it erupted down there. Like, we were so we were so ready to just be able to like go and give them hugs and like just be a part of like that moment with them. And like so much work goes into that. Like so much work goes into just a full season, but then you, you know, your person and you think about all of the work that they've put in to get to that moment. And like off seasons aren't just off seasons. Like they're still working out. They're still throwing, they're still staying in shape. And then you have spring training and then you have 162 games and it's, it's a lot that they have to go through. So as a wife, I was very, very proud of Brian. And I'm really glad that we had Joey that was with us also, because that's such a special memory that she'll be able to like back on one day. I know she won't remember it, but like to see pictures and to know that like she was there when her dad won, like it was, 
it was crazy. I'm sorry that I'm like, no, 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 totally makes sense. I mean, that is so true. Like, it's all of their hard work that pays off and getting to experience that moment with them is just something so special that you get to see. I mean, even when you're watching, like we're watching on TV, let's just say we're watching the World Series and getting to see those moments with families. It's just so special. And so the fact that you guys got to be there is just so awesome. And, you know, as a pitcher's (laughs) significant other, I know that they're very superstitious and, you know, they have a lot of different game day prep that goes into being a pitcher and there's just so much I feel like so much pressure too so how have you been able to balance that with your husband and maybe having bad games so this year I feel like was different for him than the year before because you know while I was pregnant it would be you know he didn't have a bad year that year he did great but he still had a lot of games where like it just didn't go like how he would have wanted it to so when he, when he comes home, I, I would never really know where he was at mentally. So my biggest thing is I always just kind of stay quiet and like, let him lead because sometimes he'll be in a position where he wants to talk about it. And he, you know, has different points that he wants to make and touch on. And then other times he would just come home and he wouldn't really want to talk about it too much. And that's, that's a little bit more weird for me than like him wanting to talk about it. Cause Ryan, can talk about anything like to any person. So last year was, was different because he had like a handful of outings where like, it just wasn't great. You know, when he, when he walks people, he's really hard on himself. Even whenever he would go out and he wouldn't allow any runs and he would walk people. I just feel like he would come home with a different mindset this year than he did the year before, because he knows that we have Joe. And I, he actually did an interview last year where he just says like, since he's had, a baby, it kind of changes his perspective on like, what's important. And so he kind of almost like leaves that at work and like doesn't try to bring home that kind of like negativity, because like she can feel it. And like, she's awake, like she's during baseball season, she stays up and goes to games and then comes home and goes to bed just like how we do. So I think it's all about like, for any advice on that would just be like, you have to know your spouse and you kind of have to kind of have to get into like, how should I respond in this situation? Or how did he respond whenever I did this? So it was just kind of always, I'm just going to stay back. And then if you want to talk about it, then I'm just going to be supportive. It's not really for like, I don't really like offer any advice because I don't really have any listen and try to tell them like, it'll be okay and get past it. And then do it again for another 161 games. (laughs) No, we love your perspective. And we appreciate you coming on and sharing your heart with the audience because we definitely learned a lot and also so cool to hear your perspective on uh, the World Series because that is once in a lifetime, hopefully not just once, but usually that experience tops a lot of others. But if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something that you know now, what would you share? I think that I I put a lot of pressure on myself whenever I was younger. I had like this certain mold that I felt like I needed to fit. Like I always wanted things to go perfect. And when it didn't, that was hard for me to accept. But like in this world and even like as a mom and as a wife, I think my biggest piece of advice to myself would be like, try not to take everything so like seriously, like things are going to work out and sometimes they won't. 
and that's okay. You know, there are different seasons of life for reasons and every single thing that you go through, even if it's negative, is going to help you and gain perspective on just life in general. So cut yourself some slack. And then to the moms of the baseball world, I would just honestly, I would say to just make sure that you're prioritizing like yourself, because that's something that you, you forget to do. So I don't know, younger me, I think would be surprised of how different our life is. But I think that I've grown and learned a lot. And like this life has definitely helped me like the baseball world. And I'm really happy that I'm in this season and being a baseball wife is hard, but I'm really thankful for it. We love that. Love that perspective. And we seriously appreciated having you on the podcast. So thank you so much again for sharing your heart and your story with us. And if anyone wants to follow you on Instagram, where can they find you at? It is Jessica underscore Stanek. And that is my Instagram handle. And I feel like it's my Twitter handle too, but I don't really know off the top of my head. <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. Perfect. We'll add everything in the show notes. So thank you so much. And thank you to everyone that's listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on More Than a Season Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at More Than a Season Podcast or on TikTok at More Than a Season for the latest updates. If you have enjoyed this episode, please download, subscribe, and leave us a review on your choice of platform. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.